Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the Electric Field of PH7 podcast, where we put two ions in one pod. We have a special podcast kickoff episode with one of our first signed artists, Bandai. Bandai is a Las Vegas-based producer who has been playing the keys all her life, but over the past two years has pursued dance music production in Ableton. This chat will include her story, routines, and a preview of her upcoming release on PH7 Records. Okay, uh, welcome, Bree. We're on our PH7 podcast, uh, PH7 Records podcast, um, number one. And I uh, just wanted to welcome you in and uh, say I'm so excited to be releasing your song coming up here on June 9th. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Very excited. That's amazing. So you live in Las Vegas, yeah? Yeah, I've been here most of my life. Oh, I didn't know that. You've been there your whole life. I thought you moved there from somewhere. Well, That's so cool. the majority, because I, I went to Reno for college. I was born in L.A., and I feel like I'm always hopping back and forth from Vegas to L.A., but yeah, yeah. I've spent the majority of my time here in Vegas. Yeah, and and when was it? So I know you through Rose Vibrant Vibes, um, and well, of course, my wife JC, <laughs> um, our our A and R here at PH Seven Records. Um, but yeah, was it? But um, how how long were you getting into music before you kind of met Rose and I got intersected in uh, to meeting your delightful bright self. <laughs> I feel like I've been, like, music has been a part of my life forever. My parents put me in um, piano lessons when I was only, like, three or four. But in terms of, like, EDM, I feel like I just got into um, learning Ableton about, like, several months to a year ago. And I've been taking it seriously since then, even though I've, like, known about music theory and making music throughout my whole life. Yeah, I know you kind of hit something on the head. Like I uh, was just talking with um, uh, another uh, artist about how long does he think it takes um, for uh, to make up for the the lack of like uh, education or something with like music uh, theory or uh, just writing and uh, composition and all that. And um, he had like seven years of experience, um, but I think it just it does take like. A general understanding of music and arrangement of things to then you get into th- something as amazing as Ableton it kind of feels like it's uh the ocean's a little bit too big at first I mean how uh how long did it take you to get a hang of Ableton um well back in I don't know middle school high school years I used GarageBand which is like a baby version of Ableton really? yeah yeah and I pondered around with like um Logic, which was like the next step from GarageBand. So I had a general understanding of how like DAWs work. So I feel like that helped right. me learn Ableton quicker. So right. I feel like there's still so much I, I need to learn in terms of like sound design. It just like you could go so deep into it, you know, you could always learn something. You know? Oh, so, so deep. I've been um, getting really interested and in trying to explore their tools. But one of the coolest uh, tools I think Ableton has is Operator, which is your own synthesizer, which is, I mean, do you use any, um, what's, what's your go-to 
synthesizer when it, you uh um is it like serum or something when you want to make some like uh like bass type of lead or um sound or even a subline um what do you kind of use to to build those elements i mainly use serum and idol and also i actually have it right here in front of me uh my friend just sold me this like physical little synthesizer it's called korg and it's like a sampler with all this cool stuff in it i haven't actually hooked it up yet into ableton so i'm interested in doing that in the future yeah it wait is it uh digital or is it uh, analog it's like what is it or it's analog yeah but it's like it's kind of digital (laughs) i don't know it's weird On your computer, or are you plugging it in externally? To, or I mean, like, uh, I'd be, some... it's a physical thing that I'd be plugging in. Ah, nice. Wow. Yeah, totally. Uh, those Korgs, yeah, that's why I just want to make sure. Uh, yeah, those things are extremely powerful. Um, I think Return of the Jaded, uh, like Jaded, uh, Return of the Jaded, he's somebody that uh, releases with Hit Politics a lot. And I, I've noticed that he really, he has one of those and he, um, it creates incredible leads, like saw, square wave type of uh, leads that you can just create. Um, you have a cold keyboard and you can create some really cool live um, edits to like the, the filters and the envelopes. And it's, yeah, t- super cool, um, nifty thing. I, I How do you feel? Um, so you've been um, on the digital side of things with Ableton going on almost two years. I personally uh, get a little timid when it comes to like using things outside of my computer as far as like hooking things up and using things that are uh, actual like instruments and stuff. How do you uh, feel about jumping into um, exploring like uh, a material type of thing you can put your hands on um, and hooking that up? I'm excited like the two things because like I said, piano was the first thing I learned. So that is more natural to me to have like a physical instrument um but yeah I understand like the you know just like the hooking things up and making sure everything sounds right on both ends like it could be a little stressful at first getting everything ready but once you know your settings and things like that then it should go smoothly right yeah i um i have a little um mini keyboard myself but i hardly find myself even breaking it open because i just get to writing and, and positioning things and programming the midi and then uh and then piecing piecing it together um just can just one after the next and i just don't even take my hands up i feel like sometimes yeah um yeah but what is so some of uh um your well when is your first release that you had under this bandai project um and was it like did you have the bandai project going a little bit before you had your first release how'd that go um so i was gonna i was figuring out what direction i wanted to take bandai i had like technically the first release was with it was a collaborative project with a friend but then we ended up scrapping it so I guess my first official release was the song Limerence. It's experimental bass. Um, mm-hmm. And then my second release was Acid Zoology. And then Portals will be my third one. I kind of just want to keep the project open in terms of genres, but I want that experimental aspect to carry through. Yeah, I, I, I feel that. This one that you made, Portals... Um is i mean i was having as a techno type synth but then it was like 
house arrangement and house uh, kind of BPM, uh, which I just totally loved. I was on at first. I was like, "Do I call this techno?" No, techno snobs would totally be like, "This ain't techno." But <laughs> you put the umbrella house over it, and they're like, "Yeah, this is house. What, what, what? Acid house? Yeah." Yeah. <laughs> Coming in now is Portals by Bandai. I totally thought it was so cool and it had um um well, I mean what gave you that idea to make it like a three-part type of um song um because it, it kind of feels that way um um having the the first breakdown the second one and then the totally unique third one that people just I, need to like wait for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I guess I the inspiration is to get a reaction like what you just said like I want people to be like wait, what genre is this? Just, I just want to cut people, but I want them to be intrigued at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I was intrigued. I, I remember Jason and I were listening to it for the first time and we were totally uh, caught. We were at, no, we were all in the same, we were all in the car oh, and yeah. we're in Vegas and we're downtown and uh, we we're coming, we we're about to, you were like, let me play the song. We finally got to a point and we even had more people. We had Rose, we had, um, more people in the car and we, we, we laid it down and, uh, people were talking, but I'm like, Hey, I'm listening. Like, let's, um, I let it play out. And, uh, we were, I, it came to that end and we were like, no way. This is, is this, <laughs> what happened. And it, it all was harmonically. Like, it wasn't just like, it, it didn't feel like a different song, but it totally get it enriched it and take, took a different, it's going to inspire somebody for sure. It, it'll, it's going to catch people off guard. I, I totally um stand behind that thank um, you <laughs> yeah absolutely um let's see here so we have i i have here that you have um a show coming up here in the summertime right or what's what's hap what's coming up soon for you yeah so me and rose aka vibrant vibes um in july yeah. we're gonna be playing so there's two shows that are confirmed for sure but there might be three. But the two confirmed ones are um, July 20th, which is my birthday. In Houston, it's going to be at the um, Baus House Club. I don't I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's spelled B-A-U-S-H-A-U. Baus House. Yeah, it's in Houston, you said, right? Yeah. So we're going to be good. That place, actually, so I'm from Houston, and... That place would didn't ever it didn't exist until about two years ago, um, when COVID opened back up. I mean, all the doors were opening back up, and this little just out of nowhere just came and was attracting a lot of tech house, da dance music, progressive house, um, um, even bass shows too. Um, but it was like a new um, go-to popular spot, um, such as like LA's 
sound or exchange um kind of um so to say or disco pussy for las vegas <laughs> um definitely a cool spot i can't believe you have booked there it's i mean i can't believe i can believe it i'm so excited like more of like that's so awesome um, you. have you been to houston before no it's gonna be my first time like a lot of and it's gonna be like my first time playing in front of like a crowd that big so right. I mean, yeah that's uh yeah the nerve no matter what the crowd is always a little nerve-wracking and then you just like but feeling confident in what you're about to lay down and getting a little prep behind you and putting that and just being there and being exactly who you are is just uh gonna put and give you the space to just like literally be on a cloud while you're playing because that's how it should feel um yeah um yeah, which is amazing. You so Houston. I remember JC was telling me you went to um, uh, Austin and uh, with Rose and met a lot of the baked up people in Austin. How was that visit to Austin for you? Oh, that was awesome! Like it was South by Southwest, so it was like there was not just music, but film, art. Like it was just so cool to see so many creative people coming together and like experiencing and celebrating the things that we love um, it was a really fun time right yeah i love uh did sydney sydney rogers take you in and uh treat you like Her, fam? she's awesome <laughs> so i mean she's totally done something and continuously doing it her and abel um uh doing the baked up um uh, crew uh fam in austin texas i mean they they got me into um just some of the passion and inspiration that I came to find in like artist management and record labels. And um, they didn't do a podcast, um, but they just, uh, they throw events. And I just, uh, uh, the way Sydney did things and they were just so open and showing me how things um, um, are just professionally done and anyone can do it. And just, they're doing a hundred percent them. And I, couldn't have been more inspired to just be to, to not just do 100% me first because I had to learn and see how things were done but then I was like wow if I didn't meet them I wouldn't be even doing this podcast probably I wouldn't have the label done so much music that I've done or find the confidence to do it um, because confidence takes um, experience and experience takes a welcoming environment and people that are willing to hey yeah give you a chance um and they always gave a chance which i thought was just so cool um because now i feel like i'm doing 100 percent me that's why i'm doing this podcast and 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 trying to release the music and work and support other artists and get them um invested in in this in this label that i will con consistently be investing in um every single year of my life um uh, to the collective of artists that uh come under this roof um because i truly believe in the ones that um when when jc said that um you were thinking about like even open to releasing over here and you already showed me that song i was like no way she wants to she she, she doesn't just want to self-release that she like has enough um um break bread self-love uh or, or not self-love but just collective love over here for us as people in this label to say hey would you want this song and uh i, I mean it feels like i got lucky really <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> um yeah jc um um with her experience um and she her experience was working with ba baked up and other labels before baked up baked up was the first time she kind of was 
trying to move her legs on her own with other friends and doing this thing that um, it was at a, at a different level than other labels like Dimmock or um, other ones out in New York or LA. And um, it do, I feel like it just doesn't matter what, what level you're at. The moment you start just creating and you're, you're putting out stuff that isn't just sh trash content, pit stuff that is like good stuff that um, teaches people or just good uh, stuff to listen to um, as talk about things people are interested in and just it feels like there's so many avenues that we can put ourselves out there and if we're too shy to do it because it's like oh that's just another one another another outlet that I have to care about and it's just uh, I don't know um, it's it's hard to focus on what um, it's hard to focus on the right outlet, I feel like, with um, trying to connect with people. There's so many these days. Um, there's so many ways that we can push or put stuff out there and say, hey, listen to this. Or like, hey, if you want to know anything about me, here's a way to connect. But if we're too shy to try to find those new ways to find people, then we may lose out on connecting with somebody that we could be connecting with. Um, but it takes effort, it takes time. How, how has that journey been with, uh, for you with just finding and gathering um, a new fan base? It's been very interesting for sure because um, I feel like I first gained my following for like streaming and then, you know, like spicier content. So I feel like a lot of, or my fear was that people wouldn't take me seriously when I wanted to put myself out there in a more artistic way. But fortunately, I have a right. lot of, like, fans that were very interested in seeing my music journey. And it's been really, a really nice, really nice journey so far. <laughs> nice. It, it, it's amazing to have support. Um, and do you feel like you know more people in Las Vegas? Or where do you feel like you have journeyed to? Do you feel like you've journeyed to other places that you know more people in different places? Or huh? how do you feel about that? Both Vegas and LA, and even like Austin now, I met so many people out there, it's ridiculous. So I'd say those three cities are where most of my friends are. Yeah, well, that's where this, uh, the party will be happening for uh, Bandai. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, LA makes sense being so close to Las Vegas. I mean, it's, it's crazy um, not being from out here. Um, the Nevada, California area. We uh, Southern Texas people just never get out of here um, or even up to the Northeast. And once we do, we understand. Uh, I mean, once I, I I did, I understand how close everything is and why so much. Um, and it's so beautiful that from Las Vegas to Long Beach, I tell you, there's, there's a lot of space and a lot of beautiful and a lot of parties happening um, uh, from desert to just mountains to beaches. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you don't get that in Texas. We have a desert, but we don't go out there to El Paso. Um, nobody likes that place. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so some people from El Paso, no, no, no shade on it. Um, I just really, uh, I love Houston. I'm so happy you're going there. Um, if you, um, are you going to be staying downtown, uh, Houston? When you go exactly down there? sure. I'm still figuring out the, um, the flight arrangements, the boarding arrangements and things like that. But then on the 29th, Rose and I were going to Dallas for the Up Next Festival because me, Rose, and um, our friend Shara, who goes by Sky Emerald, 
we're headlining the after party for the festival, so we're really excited for that. What? Yeah. Super cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm so happy um, for you and Rose. Y'all 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 are uh, like peas in a pod sometimes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um so uh we have we're in june and we have like a whole nother half of the year and we're talking about summertime do you have any um thought of expectations for um the rest of the year or any goals for um for this year before we um close this year and go into the next yeah i definitely want to have either a full like ep or an album release by the end of the year i'm still debating on if i want to like you know just call it at like five six songs for an ep or just go big with it and like drop my first ever like album but either you want something out there something that's complete rose is also um she sent me like five songs and I mean, I, when I get music from either you or her and and I I would love to release more music, um, I am not going to be afraid to be like, Hey, this one right here, what do you think we may work on it together? So, I mean, um, feel free to tell me now as well, but, uh, if I get excited, I'll let you, I'll let you know, um, because I've already liked, uh, this initial, uh, kind of peek into your, your world of what you're getting into. Um, Cool, cool grooves, good, great sounds. Um, I, uh, I also, I mean, I remember we were talking about, I was showing you the Drive Me Crazy song that I released the other week, but back when I was um, over at, uh, at your place with JC, um, and uh, I was like, D- have you heard of this TR-303, like the acid synth? She was like, you were like, yeah, I got this, look at this song. And I was like, Can, uh, okay, okay, you show your song first and I'll, I'll show you mine after. Um, and yeah, I was just like, okay, I think we have kind of the same ears right now. So let's, uh, let's, let's keep this vibe. I, I, I think it's, it has like an underground feel, but do you think all the Bandai stuff, like, what do you think the band, what would you call the Bandai brand, um, as far as music goes and, uh, where do you think it's going to evolve? Um, I, right now I'm considering it like experimental EDM. My next song is probably gonna be I don't know how to describe it but it's definitely experimental but it's kind of like wonky and I might even add like a rhythm part or do something crazy with it but the, um, I don't know I'm just I'm just going with the flow at this point but I, I just know I want to keep that experimental element and not just confine myself in like one subgenre. Right. No, I totally feel that. I, I remember when I was starting Don Perignon, I wanted to just say, hey, I'm a tech house artist because um, I, I, was, I, love, I love tech house. But as I tried to um, make tech house, I found myself making more progressive house and uh, um, techno to melodic techno to an extent. Um, and just it was just because I was letting my hands write um, and not boxing myself into this um, uh, genre, um, so to say, um, even though it's a subgenre of house, uh, there's a specific sound. And I was like, all right, well, uh, I got to keep on writing until I just like, what do I want to hear? And that's all that matters, um, which is so interesting to find that confidence. Um, when, you, when uh, do you feel like you have that confidence or you're finding that confidence in 
um, your music writing. Um, how do you feel about that? Yeah, now? definitely. When I make music, I want it to be music I like. I don't want to just cater to other people. Like, of course, I want other people to like it, I guess. Like, everyone wants I feel like it's just natural for us to want, you know, what we're putting out. But at the end of the day, it's about what makes me happy. Yeah, you really, you really have to. I was uh, talking with a friend about writing what makes us happy. And then when I translated to the dance floor, do, there's, there's stuff that makes me happy. And then there's stuff that like sounds that's very like DJs would want to play it out. It's so I feel like it's so um, particular to write a song that like so many DJs would want to play like it uh, it's like has to be really danceable and it has to have a little space in the beginning a little space in the middle so that they can transition out and not think about it and all that um, kind of almost pits up um, an umbrella on me or oh, not an umbrella but it, in a way it's like I'm boxing myself to try to get the song to a dance track uh, or a dance floor um, which have you noticed that at all like it's kind of you're writing something you're like this sounds cool in the car and i love this is a jam song or something but it doesn't translate well on a dance floor sometimes. i definitely noticed that when i've like been making my set for these upcoming texas shows like i've been putting my original music in it and it's like wait are people able to dance to it but my my solution is like i'll release the version that I really like whether or not people want to dance to it or not. And then in my sets, I can make edits of it, make a mashup to where it's like more danceable for like whatever specific audience I'm trying to cater to for that show. Exactly. Yeah, I know. You totally got to read the floor. I mean, no matter how much you prep, some artists like to really prep a full set. Um, like, and I, I don't know. I like to have everything lined up in key so I can know I can just jump from key to key or in, in progression. All right. But yeah, I, uh, yeah, you, you want to do a little planning, but don't create the box and then read the crowd. Um, but I don't know. I, uh, I want to DJ more. I, I'm, I'm, I was talking with my other, my other, my buddy that I wrote the album with Chris tech decks and we, uh, we both have not, um, do you hit the decks uh, too many times over the past uh, year and a half or two um, but we've been on Ableton a lot um, which has grown me a lot but I um, and I know it sounds good and I've, I've had many late nights DJing I guess and learning a CD learning CDJs and controllers and mixers um, but it's uh, yeah I'm, I'm excited I'm going back to Texas I think you know that um, but I'm, I'm excited to be there where all my my resources and friends and network um, network of, of family is um, because uh, it takes time to grow a family. I had four years, five years of building a family and uh, and community in, in Austin and friends and I moved out here and it's uh, so many great people, but building a, a new community or set of friends is, uh, it can be fast, but it also can be slow. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so like, I want to jump into some, like when you write a little bit, um, what uh, kind of routines before you go into like writing, do you like to um, do to get you kind of in the feel good or the kind of creative space 
um, to, to sit down and, and let it flow. Oh. Um, let, let life flow. Like one important thing to me, I don't want to force it. Like I want it to come very naturally. So whenever I feel a burst of creativity, I will like, like even if it's 4 a.m., like I'll go, like I'll run over to my studio, open up Ableton and get to it. I don't necessarily like set designated times for like production because I don't want it to become like a chore or a routine if that makes sense so it's just that about going with the flow yeah yeah um letting letting that go are you would you say a night person or a morning person when when do you ever get struck with like uh do do you ever write in the like the morning time um i say it's usually towards the night time i am more of a night person but my sleepy schedule like totally fluctuates it's kind of been messed up ever since EDC at, at this point of time but yeah <laughs> that's great oh my gosh um yeah sleep schedules I know every time I go out there to Vegas I y'all are from there and uh I just uh I don't know my sleep schedule always gets messed up when I go out there um um no matter if I'm going to the strip or just downtown or just uh friend's house I feel like I have a late night yeah, we're crazy out here. <laughs> Night off. Um, I spent some time over there. Um, it was fun. I uh, I don't know when we'll be back. Um, it is uh, so so nice to still be out here. Um, though. Um, on this this area of of the United States, there's so much going on. Yeah. Um, are you coming back to um California before uh in June at all? Um before uh jc and i pack our bags and get I'm, down it depends um so i'm going to forbidden kingdom this friday i'm going to be in orlando for a few days oh and then God. i might go from there to like electric forest but i i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> that would be so cool actually i have i have some friends that went to edc and they're going to electric forest and i was like uh or, it was a friend of mine that I was trying to get him from, he's like best friend of mine, trying to get him over to California at least once while I'm out here. Um, but he's just been falling in love and going to all these festivals with his uh, with his girl, uh, which I just love seeing. But I miss him. I'm like, get your butt out here before I get down to Texas. Because um, it's, it's a great place. I mean, uh, uh, you said you were born in LA and then you moved to Las yeah. Vegas? Yeah. I I don't know what my life would have been like if I was born out here, but I uh, I think if I had to choose a place, it would, it would probably be like Long Beach or Huntington uh, to be born in. It's, I mean, if, if I stayed out here long enough and got, got comfy enough, I probably would. But um, yeah, Texas is cool. Um, hopefully, we'll be linking uh, when you pass through Austin um, and come, come to and hang out with the Baked Up fam. Yeah. Um, love would love to would love to see that but uh yeah and uh wrap up i think we're we're gonna put a put a pin on this um so we can um uh just see this release coming uh just so soon we're what are, we're on what is today tuesday wednesday we just got a couple more Yay. days um it's gonna be um so exciting i've I, I i hope you like all the uh promotion kind of visuals and stuff i uh drafted up and uh 
yeah, I, uh, I thought it looked cool. Um, and yeah, hopefully you did too. Yeah. <laughs> cool stuff. Well, I will talk to you, Bree, and uh, I'll uh, catch up with you soon. Um, yeah, I'll probably talk to you tomorrow or the next day, pretty soon here. Um, because at least week. All right, B. I'll talk to you later. Take care. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Bye.